Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schmick, will watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep, but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is The Karate Kid. Only the old one could teach him the secrets of the masters. That sounds like a golf movie. <laughs> secrets of the masters. Like Bobby Jones is going to be the old one. I don't know who Bobby Jones is. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> He's one of the greatest golfers ever who also started the Masters. He taught him the secret to karate lies in the mind and heart, not in the hands. Why did you do it like that? What do you mean? That's my... But you didn't do it like that the first one. I don't know. That one was lame, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both pretty lame. That's all I got, though. The Karate Kid stars are off macho as Daniel LaRusso. Pat Morita, famous as Arnold on Happy Days. Have you ever seen Happy Days? You've never seen Happy Days. You know, it's like the biggest show of the 70s. Plays the wise Mr. Miyagi. Elizabeth Shue plays Daniel's son's romantic interest, Allie. William Zopka plays the ultimate 80s villain. Two-time defending All-Valley Tournament champion, Johnny Lawrence. The Karate Kid was directed by John G. Avelson who directed the greatest movie of all time, Rocky. Not Casablanca? I'm pretty sure that we already established that it's Rocky. (laughs) One of us did. Pretty sure you mean both of us. (laughs) (laughs) I have to rewind and listen to that one again, but go ahead. Daniel LaRusso and his mother leave home in Newark, New Jersey, and drive cross-country to sunny California. They move into the less-than-advertised apartment building managed by Mr. Miyagi, an eccentric middle-aged man from Okinawa. He seems more interested in training his bonsai trees than, bonsai. Ma- than managing the building. Daniel goes to a last day of the beach party. Last day of the beach. I know. <laughs> no more beach after tomorrow. <laughs> Daniel goes to a last day of summer beach party where he becomes attracted to a cute blonde, Allie Mills. However, Allie's former boyfriend, Johnny Lawrence, and his pals break up the party. Johnny challenges Daniel to a fight, but Johnny's karate leaves Daniel injured and ashamed. Johnny's gang continued to harass Daniel, calling him to wreck his bike. Later, Daniel is surprised to find that his bike has been repaired by Mr. Miyagi, and the two become friends. Miyagi. Miyagi. Sorry. No, you were saying it right. Oh, no. I was doing it like he was, because he was. Oh, Because every time somebody says his name, he'd be like, Miyagi. Yeah. At the Halloween dance, Mr. Miyagi makes Daniel a costume out of a shower curtain so he can go to a party without revealing his identity. At the dance, Daniel rigs a hose in Johnny's bathroom stall and douses him and his joint with water. The Cobra Kai chase Daniel back to his apartment where he is brutally attacked. However, Mr. Miyagi comes to his rescue and the teens are surprised by the old man's mastery of karate. As Mr. Miyagi tends to Daniel's wounds, Daniel begs for instructions, but the sensei does not want to encourage violence and escorts Daniel to the Cobra Kai dojo to broker a truce. Seeing that Sensei Kreese is a merciless tyrant, seeing that Sensei Kreese is a merciless tyrant, Mr. Miyagi challenges Johnny to fight Daniel at the upcoming All Valley Karate Championship tournament, and the Sensei grudgingly agrees to suspend attacks against Daniel until the tournament time. As Daniel worries he will not have the skills to defeat Johnny, Mr. Miyagi assures him that winning is not the ultimate goal. The tournament will give Daniel the chance to earn respect and gain self-confidence. When Daniel agrees to follow instruction without question, Mr. Miyagi orders him to wash his cars, sand his porch, and paint his fence and house. 
Daniel comes to believe that he's being exploited, but Mr. Miyagi shows him that his manual labor has been a training exercise, and the arm motions he used to perform the tasks are karate defense techniques. Daniel arranges a date with Allie and takes her to golf and stuff, but he's embarrassed by his mother's janky car. The couple's social class disparity is also troublesome to Allie's parents, who encourage her to reconcile with Johnny because he comes from a decent family. When Daniel meets Allie at her parents' country club for their second outing, he sees Johnny kiss her on the dance floor and trips over a waiter, prompting the crowd to laugh at him. Unaware that Allie punched Johnny, Danny feels humiliated and seeks solace at Mr. Miyagi's house. There, he finds his mentor drunk and celebrating his wedding anniversary. Daniel learns that Mr. Miyagi's wife died in childbirth at a U.S.-Japanese relocation center during World War II. Weeks later, Daniel celebrates his 16th birthday with Mr. Miyagi, who presents him with a gi bearing a patch his wife embroidered by hand. Mr. Miyagi also gave Daniel the choice of one of his freshly waxed cars, and Daniel drives to golf and stuff in search of Allie. He learns Allie actually punched Johnny, and they literally kiss and make up. The next day at the All-Valley Karate Championship Tournament, Daniel rises through the ranks as Mr. Miyagi, Allie, and his mom cheer him on. However, Johnny-sensei is outraged by Daniel's success and orders one of his students to perform an illegal kick to the knee. Although Daniel is disabled and seems to have to forfeit, Mr. Miyagi rubs his hands together and magically heals Daniel. During the championship match, the sensei instructs Johnny to sweep the leg. Do you have a problem with that? And Daniel is crippled by his strike. However, Daniel musters the strength to perform a crane kick as Johnny falls to the ground. Daniel is proclaimed the winner and the crowd cheers his unlikely victory. Johnny, who has finally learned humility, stands up to hand Daniel the trophy and Mr. Miyagi watches from afar with pride. The end. <laughs> AFI doesn't give a lot of love to Karate Kid, although it is the number 98 most inspiring film of all time. I feel like it's higher than that. It should definitely be higher than that, don't you think? I think it should be in the top, like, 30. At least. Yeah. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, Rocky, Karate Kid. Rocky, To Kill a Mockingbird, Karate Kid. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 88, which isn't bad. Popcorn an 82, which surprised me as being a little bit low. Metacritic a 60. And IMDb a 7.2. Those are all okay, but I don't think they reflect how much of an impact Karate Kids really had in popular culture. Did get nominated for one Oscar. Pat Narita was nominated for um, Mr. Miyagi for Best Supporting Actor. Earmuffs. So there's a little bit of salty language. A couple of S's and D's and A, a GD, not too much. There's one... Uh, Kind of like in Rocky, one uncomfortable kiss. <laughs> Except this one's a little bit uh, a little bit passionate for a couple of 16-year-olds. There's one drunk guy, one 16-year-old sipping alcohol, and one joint being rolled. And then there's some fighting in the ring and outside the ring. A lot of fighting outside the ring. Yeah, but it's not. It's mostly just Daniel getting one punch and... Yeah. It's two hits. Yeah. He hits Daniel, Daniel hits the floor. <laughs> yeah. uh, so here's where we normally talk about historical background, but I want to talk to you about the hero's journey. Have you ever heard of the hero's journey? No. So this guy, Joseph Campbell, came up with this this list of factors for the hero's journey. And there have been several since. And I kind of broke it down to 12 steps because it's a lot shorter. And I want to run through them with you. 
But a lot of people compare this to Star Wars and use that as a great example of the hero's journey. So I'm going to run through the elements. Let's talk about how you think they fit into the movie. Step one, ordinary world. Where does he come from? New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit less than ordinary, but that's okay. Okay, step two, call to adventure. So when he's on the beach and he sees Allie and maybe he's got a girlfriend and the guy wants to fight, he's called to the adventure of, of this challenge. But then step three is refusal of the call. So he does, he backs out. He doesn't want any part of it. Remember, he's avoiding Allie and avoiding the problems for a while. Mm-hmm. And then step four is meeting the mentor, Mr. Miyagi, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's considered a mystical mentor. Would you consider Mr. Miyagi to be mystical? Like having magical powers? Yeah, because he did the hand thing. He does the hand thing, yeah. And he's also eccentric and weird. Yeah. Yeah, like that old hermit who lives on Tatooine. You mean old Ben Kenobi? Remember, he was kind of mystical in the same way, talking about the Force. And then the next step is crossing the threshold. So that's beginning the journey. Where does he begin the journey in this? When they go to the dojo. In the beginning of the training montage. I would say one or or the other. Okay. I think those two scenes together, right? Because he goes from the dojo and then starts waxing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think you put those two together. And then it's tests, allies, and enemies. So what allies and enemies does he come across during Act 2? Johnny kisses Allie. Yeah, Allie is an ally, right? Yeah. Johnny, the yahoos on the beach, <laughs> right? Yeah. The tests, what kind of tests does he go through? Where well, Mr. Miyagi is like telling him to do things. Yeah. He's got the boat and the waves, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of tests in there. So the, Then the next is the approach to the inmost cave. So that would be, that'd be like confronting his, his darkest... Uh, thoughts, right? So think of like Luke uh, training on Dagobah, having to go back and meet Darth Vader. I know that's not Star Wars, but you know, it's Empire. Yeah. yeah. So where does where does Daniel son have to face his innermost fears? When he's asking Mister Miyagi, like, what if he loses? Yeah, when he's doubting himself. Yeah. And then next is his ordeal. So in this case, it would be the first few matches, right? Yes. Because what's he really striving for? To win? No. Not to win, but to, like, like gain self-respect. Yeah, right? Kind of like Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looking for confidence and self-respect. So he gets that after he starts winning. Not at the end. But he's already got that before then. Right? Because when he gets hurt, he says, you know, I could have won, right? Because he knows that he was doing well. That he, he actually knows karate now. That he's got balance. Because that's really what he's striving for. Balance. Because what does he say to Mr. Miyagi? He says, balance in karate, balance with Ali, balance with me. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking for. And so step nine is the reward. And that's his reward, right? Is getting that balance. Yes. And he has that. And then number ten is the roadblock. What's the roadblock? The guy sweeps him in the leg. The guy takes out his knee. Right. So he takes out his knee. And then step eleven is the resurrection. Mr. Miyagi, like, helps him and does the hand thing. Does the hand thing? <laughs> Can you do the hand thing? Yes. Let me see. Woo, that's hot. <laughs> All right, and then step 12 is return with the elixir. So that would be 
Winning. Winning, right. Winning the championship and getting the trophy. But shouldn't there be, like, the final match in there, like, like, um, like the meeting the villain, like, facing the villain? Or does that sometimes, like, go with the roadblock? Like, in other sports movies or hero movies, does the roadblock, like, be, like, meeting up with the villain? Yeah, usually in these things you'll see them face and lose to the villain, like Clubber Lang, and then come back yeah. and be reborn through hard work. Oh, so... But in this one, you know, the that part of the movie is, is condensed. But really, for Danielson, what he was seeking wasn't the victory, it was the balance inside and the self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So you see how that structure works in a lot of these movies? Yeah. We won't go through that through all these, but uh, especially in the underdog movies, you see this this kind of structure. Our hero. Who's the hero of the movie? Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. Who's our hero that just went on a journey? Danielson. Right. That one's pretty easy. Is he a good guy? Yeah. What does he do that's not good? Well, he beats up Johnny. He well, does he... throw the first punch. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He sucker punches him after he gets tripped. But Johnny tripped him. He, he tripped him, but he gets up and he punches him in the face. And then he tries tries to be like, oh, yeah, we're even, okay, we're even. And then he takes a real beating. But he did that because he was standing up for, for a girl who was yeah. being yeah, accosted by her ex-boyfriend. What else does he do that's, that's not good? He's really mean to Holly when he goes back to the golf and stuff on his birthday. Yeah, he's a bit of a jerk, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but I can understand that kind of like. Because he was, she was kissing Johnny. Yeah. What choices would you make differently if you were Daniel? He should have been nicer to his mom. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. He could have been. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. I moved when I was almost the exact same age. I was just shy of turning sixteen when we moved, halfway across the country. Yeah, but he moved all the way across the country. Well, yeah. So you can't really understand what he was going through. Well, I moved the short way across the country from Indiana to Florida. Oh. <laughs> from the desolate, barren plains of Indiana to the sunny climes of Florida. Yeah. It's a lot like New Jersey to California. I don't think I would have the courage to like to make the tough decisions that needed to be made. That's a very fair and honest answer. My Fair Katie is brought to you by... Get him a body bag! Yeah! Have you ever wanted to beat up the new kid for talking to your girlfriend? Get him a body bag! Yeah! Have you ever wanted to punch a kid for dousing your J? Get him a body bag! Yeah! <laughs> have you ever wanted to knock a poor kid off his stupid bike? Get him a body bag! Yeah! Everyone knows what you need when you want to sweep a leg. Get him a body bag! Yeah! Get him a body bag that are perfectly sized for a 22-year-old, 16-year-old. Limited supplies. Hurry and order at getimabodybag.com. That's getimabodybag.com. So what time is it, Katie? It's time for Daddy Don't Know. Okay, what don't I know this week? Ralph Macchio actually got to keep the yellow car, 
because it was given to him by the producer. Really? So he probably still has it today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's a cool car. Yeah. You're the Wait, best. which car would you have picked? The black one. The sedan? Yeah. I'm a ragtop guy. I would have taken the convertible every day. And then You're the Best was written for Rocky Three. Really? Yeah. And what do they use in Rocky Three? I have the tiger. <laughs> Ooh, which one's better? I have the tiger. Yeah, it's really not not even close as a song. Yeah. That's pretty good. I didn't know that. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle this one, so just brace yourself, okay? Okay. Get him a body bag was improvised. <laughs> that kid deserves an Oscar for coming up with that. I think that was our best daddy don't know yet. So just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. So who's the bad guy in the movie? Johnny. No, the sensei. Ooh, that's a tough one, isn't it? It's the sensei. Because Mr. Miyagi said there are no bad students, only bad teachers. Okay. Well, let's take them both and discuss them separately. So, so Sensei Kreese, he was a bad guy. He was pretty irredeemable, right? Mm-hmm. Did he have a point at all? No. No. He didn't have a point. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty tough to justify outside of, like, a combat setting, like a... No, that's pretty hard to justify. Yeah. What about Johnny? I think that Johnny was secretly a good character because he didn't want to um, sweep the leg. He also, you know how Sane was strike first, strike hard? He didn't strike first either, even though he tripped him, but like... Oh, yeah. So. That's true, too. So he was disobeying orders. Yeah, but also... Um, like, the new kid comes into town and, like, talks to your ex-girlfriend, <laughs> and, like, he hits you first, and then, like, he gets you wet at a Halloween party, uh-huh. and he, like, embarrasses you in front of his ex-girlfriend. Uh-huh. The whole school. The whole school, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like Johnny was the hero in this movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's nice to have that empathy to to understand other people's motivations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he did kind of have a point, though. Yeah. He's just so deliciously bad. Like, the actor is so good at being just such a jerk. Yeah. Like, you just can't stand his face. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of it is that hair. <laughs> All right, so where was the movie set? California. Right? Yeah. Reseda? Yeah. How important was that to the story? It was really important because he got as far away as possible from his home. And why is that important? It was important because he had to go through a change to become a new person. Any other places you think that might be better? No. Philadelphia? Well, any underdog movie would be better set in Philadelphia. Can you... Can you imagine Danielson running up the stairs at the Philadelphia Museum? <laughs> Would that be good? Yeah. No, but it, wait, was Rocky three filmed before this? I don't know. Why? Because then he could run up to the Rocky statue instead. <laughs> I, I 
think that that one's more um it gets you going like it's more motivational rocky three no the statue rocky statue oh what's a better movie rocky three or the karate kid rocky three obviously might disagree with you on that one although mr t is my favorite of the the rocky opponents craft work so what'd you think about the filming and cinematography it was pretty straightforward i think like yeah the training montage was not good we'll get to montages how about the music this was also a bill conti score just like rocky it wasn't as good as rocky though no it wasn't as good as rocky but you're the best round pretty solid (laughs) (laughs) that should have been nominated for an oscar Wait, you're the best round should not have won. What won instead? Purple Rain. So so this was actually a tough year. You're the best round was up against a pretty stiff competition. It had The Woman in Red by Stevie Wonder. It had Against All Odds by Phil Collins, which is actually a really good song. It had Footloose, Kenny Loggins, a huge song. (laughs) It had Ghostbusters. Another huge song. And then Footloose, Let's Hear It For The Boy. Another huge song. But also that year, Purple Rain came out. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. It's like the most iconic songs in movie history. It's up there. So I'm okay with it not being nominated. Although I really do. Yeah. Not like the song, but I love it in Karate Kid. You don't like the song? It's not a good song, but I love it in Karate Kid. <laughs> the rest of the score, not no. not Rocky level, even though Bill Conti. It was okay, though. Yeah. It served its purpose. Special effects? Really, there were none, were there, except for the makeup? No, there wasn't. Costume design. I remember you telling me, like, a long time ago that um, in most, like, 80s movies that are filmed in the 80s, I, like, overdo it. And, like, make it seem, like, very 80s. Especially with one. teenagers? Yeah. Yeah. But this one was, like, what teenagers actually dressed like. It probably was, yeah. Yeah. Don't lie to the listeners. You were a teenager during the 80s. Yeah, I was only a couple of years younger. I would have been, like, 14 when this came out. Oh. All right, nitpicking. You got anything for nitpicking? Yes. What? I have a bunch. <laughs> yeah? Um. So the first one is when... Daniel and Mr. Miyagi, they went to the dojo. Johnny had a black eye, but Mr. Miyagi never hit Johnny in the face. <laughs> That's true. What else you got? Um, so also at like the same time when Mr. Miyagi rescues Daniel, Daniel was trying to climb the fence, but when Mr. Miyagi came back, which he also climbed over the fence, so it wasn't like he unlocked it, he just opened up the lock. Like he took it out because it was already unlocked and then it opened. So they could have just walked through it any time? Yeah. Okay. It was dark. I'm going to give him a pass on that. But wouldn't you try to pull it first to see if it would open? Well, he lived there. It maybe was always locked. It just, he assumed it was locked. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mr. Miyagi might have known better. Although it was cool that he jumps over and lands yeah. in the middle of the fight. It's much more dramatic of an entrance. I did notice that when they're leaving New Jersey... There's a dent in the back of the car, and when they get to California, there's no dent. So either they stopped at a body shop on the way, which didn't seem like they had the kind of means to be just dropping money on 
cosmetic car repairs on their cross-country journey. Or they filmed that after they filmed the rest of the movie and somebody bumped into it. <laughs> One that bothers me, too, is I know station wagons have clutches sometimes back then, maybe if it's old enough. But when they're doing the pop the clutch thing in front of Allie's house, when you do that, you got to get it going faster than what they were going, first of all. And second, when you pop the clutch, the car, like, lurches and jerks. and goes, oh, and then it starts. So... I don't think anybody can see me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it makes this like big jerk in there. She just like, Allie was in the car. She just turned the starter and it started. You got anything else? I could see the string on the fly. What fly? <laughs> when Mr. Miyagi was trying to catch the fly with the chopsticks, I could see the string. <sighs> yeah, that was special effects. <laughs> that was the only special effects in the movie was the fly in the wire. All right, unanswered questions. Your mustache looks like the Batman logo when you smile a little bit. Like, the close your lady. mouth and smile. smile. <laughs> See, like, those are the wings, and then that's, like, your little point. Oh, the Batman logo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking at your mustache. <laughs> unanswered questions. I got a couple. You got any? No. Did Daniel ever see his mom on his birthday? He says, oh, I got to go, oh, shoot, my mom has got a surprise for me. I'm not supposed to know about it. And then he gets in the car and he goes to see Allie. Does he ever see his mom that night? Does she call the police? Does she check with the local hospitals? She probably knows that he's with Mr. Miyagi. Maybe. Because he seemed to have spent, like, all of his time there. But he never seemed to have gone home. Why would you wear a headband if it's not pulling back your hair? Who's wearing a headband? Johnny. <laughs> You can't even see it because his Bama band. bangs cover it. Yeah, but why not pull the Bama bangs back? Yeah, I, but because that's what makes him look so evil. <laughs> He's, I, is he trying to look evil? Because he looks like a real... There's a lot of words that we would put in the earmuff section that would apply to him. That's what he looks like. Daddy, you should not be alluding to that kind of language. <sighs> yes, dear. I've got another one. Did Daniel pay off the referees? And hear me out. It's two to two, final match. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's two to two, the final match. Johnny punches Daniel in the face. No point, because no points for hitting in the face. Yeah, but you got a warning. So maybe, like, You got a warning. Maybe the warning was like, it's like, oh, he had a warning. It doesn't matter. Okay, he gets a warning. No point. He gets a warning. What happens next? Daniel kicks Johnny in the face. And he gets a point. I'm just saying. Kind of goes back to your thing about Johnny actually being the good guy. I think he got, he got robbed. He should be the three-time defending champ. It doesn't take away from Daniel's self-confidence, though. His self-respect. He still has love inside. Balance. Big picture. All right, so what's the message of the film? It's not always about winning. It's about gaining self-respect. Sometimes gaining self-respect is winning, just like in Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Does it have the same meaning today? Yes, of course. So overall in cinema history, where are you ranking this? Top 10, top 12, top 100? Yeah, top ten. 
sports movie. Sports movie? <laughs> but basically, besides Gone with the Wind, sports movies are my top ten. So. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's in the, the hundred movies of all time. Yeah, same. I know the AFI list. There's a bunch in there that could be tossed. Ten Commandments. <laughs> Best years of our lives. All right, and the kitty goes to the Odessa Steps Award for the best scene. I've got three nominees. Wax on, wax off. When Danielle's son learns that he's been learning karate all along. The crane kick, the final fight. Or the showdown at the dojo. Wax on, wax off. Do you have any other nominees? No, and the kitty goes to wax on, wax off. All right. This goes to 11. The most over-the-top moment. I've got, better get him a body bag than the laughing at the country club, which was really everybody just (laughs) out loud laughing at some kid who fell over. And he was already dressed like a waiter, so like he wasn't out of place in the kitchen. that's why he wore white on white to show show the spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, Or um, their first kiss in the parking lot, which was a little overly passionate for a couple 16-year-olds. What do you think? Any other nominations? No. The Katie goes to when Danny off falls and everybody laughs at him. They're laughing at him like it was the scene in Caddyshack, what? which you haven't seen and you shouldn't because it's not appropriate. Oh, so you're going to let me watch Die Hard but not Caddyshack? Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's R and there's R, and this one is R and that one is R. <laughs> <laughs> That made perfect sense to me. Okay. So just go with it. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, there's going to be no more. The Thomas Mitchell Award. The award for the most delicious side and item in the movie. I've got Sensei Kreese, Johnny, or Tommy, Bobby, and Dutch. Tommy, Bobby, and Dutch, of course. <laughs> there's no question. <laughs> there's no question? No. <laughs> All right. Which one? It was Bobby. You said better get him a body bag, right? I think it was, yeah. The ugly kid. They were all ugly. Sorry, that wasn't very nice. They're all fine young men. Except for Bobby. (laughs) It's the pictures that got small. The award for the best quote. In Okinawa, belt mean no need to hold up pants. Get him a body bag! Yeah! (laughs) Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Sweep the leg. Do you have a problem with that? Strike first, strike hard. No mercy, sir. It has to be good of a body bag. So do you have any other nominees? No. No? No. I think he goes to... Get him a body bag! Yeah! (laughs) It's the he that really makes... It's great without the hee-hee, but the hee-hee just solidifies it as an all-time classic line. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who's the winner of the movie? Mr. Malky, because you know he had a really super underground dojo before Danielle, <laughs> and maybe he'll get more business. <laughs> super underground dojo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very good. All right. Our half a dozen eggs. Zero to 12, best montage. There's two montages here. We've got... The alley date montage, 
So zero to twelve. How many eggs are you giving that? There's lots of good five. miniature. That's it. Okay. Just a five. Okay, a five. It's got some lame music. Yeah. Not good music. And it's got. Speaking of music, we didn't talk about George Samfear. Okay, while the score, and I feel terrible that we didn't talk about this. The score itself generally was bad, but during the second montage, with the Zamfir pan flute, classic. It's just amazing. And so, like, Tarantino took that and put that into Kill Bill, similar pan flute music in the Hattori Hanzu scenes, which you haven't seen, because that's R, not R. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But anyway, I just want to throw that in there. We should have talked about that. Admit it, the pan flute was great. Yeah. Okay, so when you get to the second montage, it was really his training montage, which is the one we always want to focus on, because you got to get a little bit better each time, right? I'm shaking my head. I'm not nodding. It was an awful training montage. It was. Terrible. Okay, why was it terrible? I don't know. It was just bad, because they only did two things the whole time. You see Rocky that showed him drinking eggs, punching meat, running... And butt kiss, it showed a lot. It didn't show, it showed butt kiss, which is good. But went, that one, it only showed him in the water and the crane, right? Montages should be like you're getting better and you're doing like harder things, but it only showed him doing two things. And yeah, he was good at them, but he should have gotten better at other things. And they did the same thing at the beginning and the end. It was the same scene. So he wasn't getting any better. It's a very valid point. So what are you going to give it? A two. Come on. The pan flute deserves at least a five. No, I'm giving it a two only because of the pan flute. Okay. Well, I mean, you're the judge. Well, I don't okay. like it. Maybe a four pan... because I love Quentin Tarantino movies. They're amazing. <laughs> and... <laughs> And okay, fine. All right, all right. Let's just stop there while you're ahead. <clears throat> all right, want to have a catch? Zero to ten. Cryability. Three, because his wife died. Yeah, that was really sad, wasn't it? Yeah. And his unborn baby. Mm-hmm. What about at the end? Do you, like, cry out of, like, happiness that he won and beat the evil, evil Johnny? No, not really. All right, so three? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're going to ratchet this one up for the season's over. Stop. We're not. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So should this movie be remade? Didn't it get remade with Will Smith's son? Yeah, it did. <laughs> and Jackie Chan, who does kung fu, not karate, but go ahead. Could it be remade? Should it be remade? We know it can be remade because it was remade. I don't think it should be remade again. It, It's not so... 80s dated. I mean, the music and the songs are. The clothes aren't even that bad. The acting isn't like dated in a way like a 30s movie would be. Mm-hmm. I think it stands up pretty well. Yeah. But I don't think it should be remade because I don't think any movies would be as good as it nowadays. No. Stop remaking my favorite movies. Exactly. What's next? Predator? They're going to redo Predator? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you were to remake it, what changes would you make? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah, nothing. I'd want to see more of the mom. Oh, yeah, the mom, too. 
If she went out there to get some job in like computers or something, why is she serving him dinner in a restaurant? I never understood that. Because this is why. Because it's a small business, and that's what they said. Remember the in the beginning when he was walking around with the guy? Oh, I never heard of it. So clearly she's not making much money doing that job because like it's an underground business, and nobody knows about it yet, so she has to do two jobs. Oh, she's doing two jobs? Yeah. Okay. Because California's expensive, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so is... Uh... Newark. Well, it is. All right, that's a wrap. My brief takeaway from the movie is I love Karate Kid. I loved it from the beginning. I remember I didn't want to watch it because I'm like, I don't want to watch some karate movie. I'm like 14 years old. It comes on HBO. And my friend, Kevin Lauterbach, he's like, you should really watch this movie. It's really good. I'm like, well, (sighs) Kevin said I should watch it. I'll watch it so I can tell him how terrible it was. Fell in love with it and have loved it ever since. So, for me, two thumbs up. Everybody should watch Karate Kid. Yeah, I also really like the movie. The only thing that I would change about it would be the training montage. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, it needs a new training montage. Yeah. Okay. But it was a really good movie. So, would you recommend it? Yeah. For whom? Everybody. Okay. Say, that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. A special thanks for our music to Marty Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.